0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a friendly night for Scotland. Stevie Clark's side trail in Turkey heading into the second half. Celtic are in Australia with the welcome sight of Callum McGregor back in training. And it's all quiet at Rangers as players head off for a break with questions still being asked about what's next for the club. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans. Game in Turkey been played in a great competitive spirit. The Turks are well worth their one goal lead. They've hit the bar. They might have had a penalty And uh, generally The game is being played in a Fevered atmosphere When Turkey scored I thought they'd qualify for the World Cup Belatedly The only question to be answered now is What comes next? A Scotland equaliser? Or a statement about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? We said it Simon Scottish football's never quiet We're heading into this break It's a bit weird We've got one of these international friendlies Whilst other countries gear up for the main thing That yeah. is what it is <clears> on that front um, But on the club front it's never quiet Rangers fans are still asking questions Celtic fans I'm sure will be trying to tune in To what's going on in Australia And uh, I'm sure the break will tick along nicely And we'll be back before we know it Yeah we certainly will First and foremost I'd, I'd seen Andy Robertson's comments today Obviously the the disappointment of not qualifying for the World Cup, you know, come to the fore again with all his teammates for Liverpool going off on their travels. But it's a strong team uh, Steve Clark's put out tonight. Uh, the Rangers situation, yeah, this week, it could have been a worry for Van Bronckhurst with his job, you know, and things have went quiet there. It looks as if nothing's going to change there. And my old team, Celtic, off to Australia without me. I'd have liked to have taken no, a bit I of thought a man of your, <laughs> of your contacts would have wangled that trip, I must admit. But anyway, 01419511025. If you want to shout at us rather than shout at the screen for this Scotland game, you can do it. Second half's just started. Turkey won Scotland nil. As you say, it's a, a, a decent enough game in the... In the the way that it's been played Turkey certainly started the brightest Scotland had a good spell Then Turkey took the lead with a set piece uh, The second half has just started And a debut for Calvin Ramsey That might be one of the talking points He's just come on at half time Replacing Ryan Fraser uh, Scott McKenna's come on as well So a debut for Calvin Ramsey What a couple of weeks he's having Played for Liverpool a couple of times Now a debut for the international team as well I know lots of you are going to use this break To just Get various things off your chest Celtic fans How good does it feel to see Callum McGregor back training We are no experts No physios But if he's back Even running at the moment Four weeks to go Or whatever Until the next game You have to imagine He'll be in pretty good shape Once the World Cup break finishes And Rangers fans and Another day Another Piece of silence I guess In terms of what happens Going forward I can see social media getting itself in a tizzy because Alfredo Morelos is on the beach and should he be or should he be in the training field or is he just on his holidays like any other human who gets time off their work you can decide 01419511025 and you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB uh, it, the domestic stuff you just it never goes away of course and it was such a a dramatic weekend to recover from all we've had in the last couple of nights our Rangers fans Along the lines of oh, two, two days And we've not heard anything yet Well let me make this day three Well you know I hate the word narrative oh, More do. than any other word 
But I listened last night to Super Scoreboard And the narrative took a 360 degree turn When one of the callers said I never wanted Van Bronckhurst in the first place You know, he's a catastrophe I don't remember that man being on the week of Seville When Rangers were in a European final However, I think the Rangers fans are all over the place with this one And I do think, if only As a matter of courtesy To people who buy season tickets who buy the merchandise, who bought the £180 package to watch the Champions League games that were a disaster. If only out of courtesy, why not tell them what's going on? 01419511025, come on then, get in touch with Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly. There's not a chance we would have taken this show off during the World Cup break. I know it's a bit quieter, but I said it last night, we would just miss you too much. So make sure you get in touch tonight. Between now and 8 o'clock, and we'll have a good old football discussion Even though the top flight has gone into A bit of a shutdown Let's bring in Wayne Who is in Motherwell tonight What's your point for the guys Wayne? How you doing guys alright? Yeah good thanks It's just really um, Watching uh, the Scotland Turkey game tonight um, I think The boys out in show tonight Have really done well I think the two teams On show have There'll be a miss for the World Cup. I actually think that Scotland have played their usual typical away forum that um, Steve's got them playing in the last couple of years. Um, so just gone two nil down, Wayne. I'll interrupt you right there. Just gone two nil down, and it was actually a very good opportunity for Scotland. They're on the attack, dilly dally on the edge of the box, and Turkey goes straight up the other end. Simon, yeah, sequence of events here. But as Wayne was talking, they're not that we weren't listening to Wayne. <laughs> Stuart Armstrong had broke And I'm, I'm saying play it wide I think it was whoever was out on the wide left And he's, he's just kind of held on to the ball Interception And Turkey have broken scored uh, Anyway Wayne Still enjoying it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I I'm still enjoying it um, I know uh, Stuart Armstrong really has had a run in the Southampton team just now uh, Maybe when the new manager came in there Hazard Hootles obviously away And Maybe the new manager might like what uh, Armstrong's got to offer because I actually think Armstrong's played well so far. Um, as long as uh, Ryan Fraser and Billy Gilmore, they've not really had their, their run in the in the teams as much. So it's it's positive to see from an international point of view that we've got players that come in and do that. Um, but yeah, it's quite good. Now actually, we've just lost. Yeah, that I'm, I'm interested in the two 0 Hugh, because look, we, we know the way we are as a nation. Yeah. We're, we're, we're grumpy, we're sceptical, we're glass half empty. I feel like if we were to draw this game or win it narrowly, probably a shrug of the shoulders. Who cares? Yep. If this turns into you know a more disappointing defeat and it's two 0 at the moment, um, there will still be a lot of criticism. That you know that that's just what we do. Is yeah, it? we take the huff. Um, lovely finish. It would have to very be nice. through very, the legs of Scott yeah, McKenna. Yeah, very cultured finish. Um, I thought the Scotland players and Wayne has acknowledged it. I thought, given that the game means absolutely nothing. And we don't have a competitive international for another five months. Uh, I thought the the effort being put in was very good, but to be honest, maybe subconsciously, some players are not as switched on as they might have been had it been a competitive match. But there's absolutely no doubt Turkey deserved to be where they are. But you're right, Gordon. If it went 5-0, then you'll get people saying, well, what, what, why'd you go there and embarrass yourself like that? What can you... Gain from this Simon I've seen some people Almost complaining about you know, it's, it's just the sort of same team It's, it's Stevie Clark's normal <clears throat> team Minus yeah. the guys that have withdrawn Would this not have been a chance to Try some new players To change the goalie 
And as a sort of Scotland fan I, I get that You want to see something exciting I wonder if you're Steve Clark When you think Well it's our last competitive game of the year I don't get these players together <clears throat> very often And I want to just keep it yeah, quite consistent I, I don't really get I don't get why Scotland have taken the, the fixture I think Stevie Clark obviously wants to get the boys it, It's few and far between these meets Yeah uh, And that's just the reason I don't think it's an ideal time You know coming at the start of the break But full credit to the guys that went out there as a strong team, but as, as you're saying there, yeah, there, there could have been an option or, or an opportunity to to bleed a few more. Obviously, Ramsey's come on at half time there to get his first cap, uh, and we might see one or two others in the second half. The problem with that, Simon, is if you do lose 5 0, then yeah. the narrative mm. turns to why are you playing all the youngsters? Um, yeah. What do you think, Wayne, in terms of the, the sort of value in this? Look, I th- I, I'm not sure you get. How much of a choice you get to just turn it down or whatever? It was only organised a couple of weeks ago. Um, what what can can much be gained tonight? I think what uh, Hugh and Simon were saying there, like, you know, given the like you know it's Ramsey's first wee run out, and you know, giving the other boys an opportunity. But we all know is you know when Scotland lose, we just all take the half and go, oh, we could have done this, we could have done that. But to me. It's international duty, so I wouldn't be surprised. If, like I'd be surprised if we weren't playing, even though the World Cup's coming up. Like I think Scotland should have the run out, as Simon said. Steve Clark has to have the opportunity to bring all the players together and build a rapport and keep the continuity between all the players that he's picking. But um, I, I still agree with, as yourself, saying that other players should have the run out. It's like tonight, I couldn't believe that Craig Gordon's the only man from Scotland that's playing for Scotland. Is playing physically in Scotland. The other players are playing because of the high calibre of football. They're playing like between England and Italy and all about the place. So if he's going to do that, then everybody should really kind of have a run out in general. It shouldn't be the fact of um, the, the quality of player. It should just be if, if you're Scottish and you're playing for your team and you've been picked, they should have the players running out in general. Well, I was just about to say. Can't take this away for Calvin Ramsey. Don't don't tell him that the game's a waste of time. He's just he's making his international oh, debut, and that's the stuff that we often overlook. And just as I was about to say it, he gave the ball away he in the box, the and uh, Turkey nearly scored. But the no, point, of course, the point would still stand. It's a huge night for for him. Uh, you know, it's been a huge period for him. You know, coming from Aberdeen, where played forty games, maybe he's, he's made his debut for Liverpool. Yeah, probably not even that. To be fair, I would be surprised so if it was that many. His rise has been very, very quick, and he's found himself now in the international setup. So it's, it's a night that this guy will. And as Wayne says, you know, when you, I'm old fashioned when your when your nation comes calling, you you want to go to these games. Mm. I just I'm just maybe a little surprised that Scotland decided to take this one on. Yeah, well, it's a contractual obligation. They, they they must play ten televised games to fulfil the agreement with uh, Sky Sports and UEFA. Well, there you go. There's, so this is the give me my answer then. This is the contractual obligation. This is the the album you make before you leave the record label and go to another one. As the goalkeeping one, Wayne mentions it. Wayne's a Hearts fan, by the way, so I'm sure he's interested. And in, I believe it's Craig Gordon's 700th career appearance, which is yeah. just remarkable. I'm sure I saw and a tweet. Also, had a great um, save first half. About that. If, I mean, the day that we have to pick someone else in goals must is getting closer yeah. because that's how time works. I'm not uh-huh. saying that Craig Gordon is done, but he's 40 years old, 40 yeah. years of age. Is it Hogman A turns 40 or is he 40 already? I think it's Hogman A turns 40. Um, so 
you know, if, if you if you're not giving Liam Kelly or Robbie McCrory or whoever the game tonight, when when do you? Exactly. Well, uh, it, it's a a question that uh, Steve Clark's going to have to address sooner rather than later because I know that uh, Craig has spoken about wanting to be around, you know, for the next World Cup. It should be qualify. However, Father Time tends to have a, a view in these things. I will say he's still an outstanding goalkeeper and made an outstanding save mm. in the first half. But somebody, no matter who it is, is going to have to be given a shot at some point. Do you think that's the bit, because you'll know, Simon, better than us, is that the bit that it's easy to overlook from the outside in terms of how a manager might feel about just getting getting the players together <clears throat> and working with them and, and not calling up six, seven, eight, nine players who, who won't probably feature in the next one anyway because when the... When the qualification campaign comes around We'll come up against teams that have Spent three, four weeks together yeah. And unfortunately for us We don't get those opportunities Because we don't make tournaments very often yeah. You think that's is that It probably, probably is his thinking Does that get overlooked from the outside of it? I think that is Steve Clark's thinking You know, we've, we've seen over the last few years the, the Scotland squad You know, fairly tight-knit Like a kind of club environment I think that's what they all kind of Try to create And I think he's just Want to try and keep that going You know And if there's one or two players That catch the eye And show that they're ready To step up If it's a Ramsey or whoever I mean, we're, mm. we're quite strong In the left hand side Obviously pa- Patterson Pulled out From the right hand side You'd expect to play She but Adams It's another option So Yeah um, Wayne Does it How much will you read into this then If it If it keeps going this way If it's a heavy defeat Will you be critical Or do you take a bit more of a pragmatic view that it's a, it's a friendly and just move on. Yeah, I think that's the way. If every Scottish fan's watching that tonight, just have to look at it and go, do you know what? It's as what it is. I'd like to see the players that he's brought on, like the ones that really don't get the call up, as you said, on show to see what they can show coming on. If it's a debut or like they don't really get the run out as much as the the profit squad when it comes to big tournaments like with the Euros that we got, then it gives a the Scottish fans an idea of where the, the squad's going in general. Um, but going back to the goalkeeper situation, I know we're talking about um, Kelly, yeah. Motherwell and is it McCrory. Yeah. yeah. I actually think Hearts, and I'm not going back to Hearts here, um, our number two uh, was the number one at St Johnston. And I'm sure for a while he was in the Scottish setup, And I actually think this is for when Gordon, and I hate to say it, is going to hang his gloves up. He's going to become our number one. And I actually think that he'll go right back into the Scottish setup, not because it's Hearts, but I actually rate him as a really, really good goalie. And I know he's there at number two just now, but he'll be a great number one when I think Gordon goes. I think we've got somebody there geared ready to go, and he'll go right back into the Scottish setup. But in the meantime, Wayne, uh, Craig Gordon shows absolutely no sign of giving it up. And in terms of Robbie McCrory, he's going to have to get out of Rangers or, or else. Uh, Rangers are going to have to see Alan McGregor retire and uh, John McLaughlin go elsewhere because he's third and gets no game time so he, he's he got a decision to make about his future It's one of those, Simon we, we've known this is coming you can see it coming down the tracks and you don't have to worry about it right now but having had I mean, how long would that be? Maybe fi- a good 15 years different yeah, spoiled. of having I mean, at one point Marshall, McGregor and Gordon, and Gordon. All, all, all at <clears> once I was watching some 
um, older footage, you know, from Gordon Strachan's reign the other day, and it was like you know McGregor was in, and you can see Gordon sitting on the bench, and obviously Marshall played, and so on. Um, but right now, as Wayne says, Xander Clark doesn't get a game for Hearts. Robbie McCrory is Rangers' third choice keeper, and has never really had a run of first team football at, at the top level. Um, and Liam Kelly's in the squad as well, so it is, it's a it's a tricky one. But until Craig Gordon shows any. Indication of a, a, a decline You know We have to keep He's our best goalkeeper He's the, the one that's been in mm. form uh, And You're looking at a Euros Which So many months away uh, Can he can he keep going till then I think he can He's he's fit He's strong As I say His form doesn't look as if it's, it's dipping I just think Games like this tonight He probably could have Threw one of the other guys in Because when it comes round to the important games Next year again That isn't the time to it, To experiment So it, in general terms, if this goes to four or five, then there'll be a rumbling and grumbling. If it finishes two nothing tomorrow, somebody will say we were the plane anyway. Right. I think I think that that'll be the case anyway in a, a few weeks. Yeah, it's hard to get um, two worked up either way. Uh, we wish there was a more meaningful game uh, just round the corner. Uh, but thank you to Wayne. Let's bring in Ken and see what he thinks. Ken, I mean two 0 down on the hour mark. What are you hoping to take away from this? Is it completely pointless? Is, is, is any international ever completely pointless? How do you feel? Well, I mean, I'm a bit, a bit uh, disappointed with 2 0, to be honest with you, you know. Um, I mean, it's not pointless because players like Calvin Ramsey are getting a game. They're getting to see them. They're getting to experience this, you know. I mean, when I first saw the team, even though so many Celtic ones away, and our call off likes to see Adams. To me, it's still a very strong team we're able to put out, which we, years ago we weren't able to do that when we had so many call offs. But this lot watching them tonight, it's like they've hardly played together before. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's maybe though what is a bit worrying is the wrong word, Simon. I don't, you can't be worried or truly worried about, about a friendly. As John McGinn bursts into the box And he scored a stunning goal for Scotland An absolutely brilliant goal uh, From John McGinn Who is our main goal getter He is the talisman If you like for the national team Particularly under Stevie Clark He's just driven half the length of the pitch Held off the defence Burst into the box and buried one Into the bottom corner That's a wonderful goal from John McGinn Simon Absolutely brilliant The guy tries a little bite at him here To try and fool him He's strong Picks keeps, it up in the halfway yeah, like Inside up, his own half Drives it in And you know when he gets into this situation On his left Hand side He's deadly That is a Hell of a finish Ken's done a me <laughs> Exactly he, 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 was on, off. he was on to see how bad it was And they've scored right in the middle of it <laughs> I mean That's a brilliant goal Hugh Like yeah. we said We can't be hypocritical here He's, 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 he's up to the Eighth all time That's Fantastic. him just pulled level with He's that um, seventh, sorry, he's just pulled the level with James McFadden for he's goals a, scored for Scotland. Brilliant. Well done, John McGinn. Fifteen, if you're counting. Up and well, that's halfway towards Dennis Law and Kenny Dalglish's record. <sighs> Steady. Uh, so you know he's had a strange season at Villa. Uh, yeah. They've had their turmoil there, and he's uh, had a lot of personal he, stick as well. Yeah, yeah, and been left out of the team, but he's hung in there, uh, and. That's a terrific goal And always, always right back he, in it I always think he plays 
too deep for Villa. Mm-hmm, save, yeah. save for Scotland. Yeah, I mean this guy is he's, he's, oh, he's in Scotland. Strength, a Lyndon Dykes the finishing on him. fringe away from maybe equalising there. It was a good move down the left, good cross. Uh, and Lyndon Dykes doesn't miss much in the air, but that was a bit of a stretch for him. That one. We don't speak about Villa in our house anymore mm. after they beat the Seagulls on Sunday. <laughs> well, Billy Gilmore's playing. You'll be happy with that. Ken, there we go. Is that cheery up ever so slightly? Oh, well, it is a, it's a fantastic goal, and I don't know how he missed that header there. The ball just did wrong path for him, but I thought that was going to be in that for a second, you know. So, yeah, it's looking a wee bit more promising at the moment. I think you're picky, Ken. If you ask me, you're picky. Well, I think Ken should stay on and see if we can get another. <laughs> and, and he's doing the reverse of what Hugh Keevens does. Anyway, thank you to Ken 0141951025. Look, I know international football isn't everybody's cup of tea Never mind international friendlies uh, when the World Cup is round the corner So if you want to talk about your club team Now would be the perfect chance to do it Celtic are in Australia Callum McGregor's back training, back running Rangers, the players getting a break first Before they get back to work I see Morelos on the beach with a very nifty pair of sunglasses I'm going to try and get Hugh uh, a (laughs) pair of those for the weekend So good time to get involved Pick up the phone right now and we'll get you on next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 16-9 minutes gone. Turkey 2, Scotland 1. A wonderful goal from John McGinn to make the scoreline look a bit more respectable. And then two Scotland players go and head at each other uh, at the back post, which is never good. Uh, Lyndon Dyke. Oh, in fact, that's not what's happened. They've, they've somehow both uh, got head knocks right knocks. next to each other yeah. in... Separate incidents Right next to each other As the corner came in Tell you what There's an elbow right in the face yeah, of, elbow up. of Scott McKenna oh, Yeah yep. Penalty um, Yeah We got VAR here They do have VAR Believe it or not Even though it's a friendly The Turkish defender Is not looking at that ball And just sort of Sticks his Forearm Or elbow Into the face Of Scott McKenna That was a strange one it Doesn't I don't know if there's any appetite To check that um, Anyway uh, uh, right, you can get your calls in on that if you so wish. If you want to turn it to club football, now would be a good time. You Rangers fans every day at the moment, sort of wondering uh, what's going on. That's the downside of this break. You're just left to stew uh, after disappointing results. On the other hand, Martin, who's a Celtic fan, is this break come at a bad time when you're top of the league and winning every week, or can it still be beneficial? Not at all, Gordon. What are you hoping? What are you hoping for for the next few weeks? Then is it about getting transfer targets sorted, or? Well, I think uh, we need to bolster in the defensive area and the attacking area. I mean, we're doing okay in Scotland. That's fine, but I think we need to up it a bit. If you know what I mean, mm. for getting into Europe and stuff, you know. Yeah, Hugh. Not like just for Celtic. For every club, I'm I'm interested to know what. You know, November holds. Does it allow you to do a lot of your groundwork now for well, transfers, and then just press the button in January? Or if I read Ange Postecoglou correctly, he and Mark Lawwell, head of recruitment, uh, are bang on schedule to bring players in. Uh, we know a Japanese uh, defender is high among them. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that Celtic need. That many players I mean mm. I, I agree defensively I'm not a great Carl Starfelt fan uh, Morris Yentz Doesn't fill me With confidence either uh, Carter Vickers Is just fine But I think A, a, a central defensive player 
would be handy. It doesn't seem mm. as if Stephen Welsh has a long-term future at Celtic. But up front, you know, if you've got Jota, Abada, Kyogo, Maeda, Giacomakis, uh, I'm not sure how you keep another one happy. I follow that logic to a point. Simon Because it was Ange Postacoglu himself When asked at the AGM recently About how Celtic continue <clears throat> to move forward He said Basically Be prepared to turn players over quickly yeah. um, And You know last Jan- I know last January was different Because they were, you know, it was at the st- the, Nearer the start of the project But Hattati comes in Becomes a main man O'Reilly comes in Becomes a main man yeah. um, Would you be surprised If Celtic actually did Do one or two things Which might by the way, means someone going in the opposite direction. Listen, I think, as Hugh says there, I think Ange is well ahead of the game in terms of preparation. Uh, he'll have identified players that he thinks can come and strengthen the situation. I cannot... You're always looking to strengthen, but where Martin's touching on there, <clears throat> he was focusing on Europe. Now, they're obviously out of Europe. Let's, you know, I think he'll be, Ange will be concentrating on getting this job done i.e. winning the league again to qualify for Europe that might be a, a window further on but as you quite rightly say there I see the wee thing in social media today about Juranovic you know mm-hmm. and the attention that these guys are, are, are attracting especially with World Cup round the corner so I think Ange isn't well I know he's no daft he'll he'll realise this and there's an opportunity there or a chance that somebody might come in for their players and he might have to you know as you say, turn it around. They might have to replace people. Martin, is Juranovic one you would consider cashing in on if it was possible? No chance. Not a chance of it. Very simple. I, um, I don't think uh, Martin is uh, in line with Ange Postacoglu on this one because I think Celtic have made it abundantly clear that they are willing. And that's the Celtic model. And it's very, very successful for them. They, they bring in players like Juranovic and then they're off for... Several times the money that was paid mm. for them It's been the Celtic model for a long time And they do the player trading model very yeah. well Yeah they're obviously very aware of The type of hype that Juranovic <clears throat> Might have already received or could receive Simon Because when I, when I, you're right When I first saw the headline and it, you know, Or then the, the next line down about You know Unsuccessful negotiations over a new contract, but his yeah. current deal isn't up until May 2026. Yeah, right. So it's not exactly yeah round the um, corner. Round the corner. But why were you even trying to get him on a new deal in the first place? Then you're obviously wanting to strengthen your yeah, hand. I think so. I think there would be interest there. I think there's been interest before. But listen, your your good players are always going to attract interest. But as, as you quite rightly say, this time last year, I hadn't heard of Matt O'Reilly. Matt O'Reilly's been a fantastic player for Celtic. Oh. Hatati's come in. He's, he's he's getting better and better. You know, I think if I'm a Celtic supporter, I'll take a lot of confidence in the likes of Ange identifying players and bringing them in to improve this team. He's done it. He's had a, a fantastic and second to none track record up until now. And by the same token, if you're a Rangers fan, you're looking at Celtic with envy because you're saying, what happened to our player trading model? You know, so many players have come in and just failed mm. to make it at all. It was at certainly, Rangers. good good last season and into the summer, and then you look at what's next, and that's maybe where the with, with Ramsey and Diallo, uh, they started to go off the rails in terms of bringing players in. Uh, too many who brought in subsequently um, have not been doing the job at all. This stuff will wear off eventually, but I always think it is a. 
It's a source of mild amusement when you talk about Matt O'Reilly So this time last year, pretty much exactly a year ago He was playing against Cambridge United Um, And I'm sure the Celtic fans probably hadn't heard of him And again, Hatati is the same You know, Who among us had any Mm. knowledge of Rio Hatati? And you saw at the weekend the the way in which he created the equaliser against Ross County. Yeah, uh, it's all over the park. Uh, and um, I think I think see if you're a Celtic, I think that's the exciting bit of it. You know, yeah. obviously these players come in, and the fans fall in love with them. And you know, Martin there when you asked him about Juranovic, not not a chance. No Celtic fan in their right mind wants him to go. But I think you have to trust the process with Ange. You know, if if it comes round to that, then you're hoping that he'll go out and pluck somebody mm-hmm. else out. So you think, Simon, that it's always a difficult one because we are still, I think there's still part of us that's kind of programmed when you talk about letting players go or selling players as if that's this negative thing and you want to keep all your best players, which you obviously do. But just in particular, does Juranovic seem like the ideal Case that you that you might look, you know, if the money's right, because what he was only brought in for what two million, he's going to be oh. if, if he's Croatia's first choice right back and has yeah. an even, even a, a, a semi decent World Cup, you'd be expecting a bigger fee than that. And yeah. the, the age profile and stuff is that one you could it's maybe not, see it's happening? Not an ideal one for the Celtic fans, no, of course. That's what I mean, because Celtic hat on because they, they, he's a, a fantastic footballer who's done brilliantly at Celtic, but I watched him for Croatia in the Nations Cup. Where he was, I think he played left back against France when they beat France, and he was excellent. And I thought that isn't good for Celtic because uh, mm-hmm. teams and, and managers and coaches yeah. will see that. But again, and when you say it's not good for Celtic, in one way it is. If somebody comes yeah. along with ten, yeah, twelve million the fa- pounds, the, fa- the fans aren't. The fans don't care about the money. If you know what I mean, yeah. Gordon. They they want the, the, the team on the part. They want to get better and better, and and that's what Ange's doing with them. I think every transfer window he's brought players in that have enhanced that team. So that that's what I mean by saying that. But at the same time, reality, if he goes and has a great World Cup, and I'm I'm only bringing him up because I've seen something mm-hmm. on social media today. I hope, as I say, from a Celtic point of view, I'm completely wrong with it, but you have to be realist. Yeah, it was our old pal of the show, Stephen McGowan, who wrote that story today. Tends to be a reliable source on these things. Let's bring in Kevin, who's a Celtic fan. Um, we've not seen the team in action in Sydney yet. Kevin, they're out there training and... All I keep seeing is speculation about players leaving and Japan wanting Ange Postacoglu or whatever. How do you feel about this break so far? It's actually a good break. I'm actually fit. Well, not, maybe not fit, but getting a chance to have yourself. The, the line's not great. See if Chris can, or, or Michael can speak to Kevin, try and get the line cleared up a bit. I did hear something about players not being fit. I can't think of a better example than the captain, Callum McGregor. He's back yeah. training today by the looks of it in Australia, Simon. Yeah, it's a, it's a good sign. As you said there, three or four weeks to the next game, you'd expect him to be very close when it comes around. You know, the, the, the team have did very well without Callum, but <clears throat> there's absolutely no doubt that he, what he brings to the team. Uh, I think Matt Riley's been playing in there a little bit deeper, you know, trying to emulate what, what Cal does. But, you know, Callum McGregor's been one of Celtic's best players for the last four or five seasons so it'll be a big one to get the captain back yes. I think it's a good it's a good time you know we're in new territory here with this World know, Cup it's weird isn't it new territory. It's, but it's a no-lose situation for Celtic they go over there they earn well uh, they are because of Ange Postacoglu much loved apparently uh, in Sydney uh, and they're 
heightening their profile. The global brand is being looked after, and uh, you know they they expected, I would imagine, to to win the competition. But it's not the end of the world if they don't. Uh, so I I just see it as a a no lose situation for the club. In a previous life. As a younger newspaper hack, would you have got a wee trip to Australia out of this? I would love to have thought so. I've um, definitely been there. You would have been. As long as he didn't lose his I would, I would suitcase. Li- well, well, I would have liked to have seen me coming off the plane after twenty four hours on it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's it's fine for Celtic. They, you know, they'll come back. I, I just wonder, in general terms, not just about Celtic or Rangers, the lot in the Premier League Premiership. Mm. This is like a new season beginning in mid-December because you're, you're taking five weeks out. I, I regret the fact that all of this has come to a shuddering halt when it was starting to get very interesting. Yeah. However, it's a World Cup, I do understand. But when we come back, Celtic at Pataudry, Rangers play Hibs at Ibrox, it's for me a brand new season. Well, let's go back. I think we've got Kevin on the line. Kevin, you were talking about, you know, Getting injured players back and so on You must be happy to see Callum McGregor out there Yeah definitely I don't think he's fully fit To be honest But they, there's a lot of players That need to show And hopefully they, they, they actually I'll tell you Kevin the line's not great I must admit I don't know what's happened there It's dodgy signal in Bells Hill tonight But, but thanks is, anyway Kevin We'll maybe try again if we can But I think we're approaching the travel People in Sydney Who are no doubt paying top dollar To watch Celtic and Everton And the Australian teams in this competition and they have never seen Kyogo in the flesh. They've never seen Giacomacus in the flesh. They've never seen Rio Hatati. Uh, and that's what they're there for. They want to enjoy mm. all of this. So, as I say, it's a no-lose situation for Celtic. Um, just on Callum McGregor specifically, Simon, all you can do at the start <coughs> is speculate as to how much Celtic will or will not miss him. We'll never really know if he would have made a difference in Europe. I think we can safely say they haven't missed them domestically. No. Or in terms of not missed them enough that it's had a detrimental effect on results. Oh, I think I fit Callum McGregor's in your yeah, you're eleven all day long. But yeah, this, these things happen when people get injured and if it's your captain or whoever it is, your star striker, you have to I mean Kyogo was out last year, Jackie Marcus had to step up to the plate. I, I read Matt O'Reilly's comments at the time, you know, he's played <clears throat> in several areas over the midfield. It's not new to him. Obviously, since he came to Celtic, he'd maybe played a wee bit further forward. But he's, he's filled in there beautifully. He's a, he's a nice football player. He can keep the ball. He can read things. He can win things back. We've seen him throughout Motherwell winning the one back for the for the goal with Kyogo. So, yeah, Celtic haven't really... Their quality mm. hasn't dipped, but that's not the question. <laughs> or any Celtic fan out there, you know, a fit Callum McGregor for the second half of the season, as Hugh says, will, you know... Be tenfold for Celtic. 01419511025. Get your calls in. It's a great time to do so. Uh, but even more important than all this stuff is something I want to talk to you about just over the next 30 seconds or so. So bear with me. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. With JD Pierce. Structural steelwork specialists. Proud to support the local community. Yes, it's that time of the year already, can you believe it? And I think it's safe to say that particularly this year it's going to be a fairly difficult Christmas period for a lot of local families. Sorry to put a damper on things, but that is the reality of it. The cost of living crisis is making things more difficult for everyone 
So imagine how much more difficult it is for those families Who are already close to that poverty line And you can help us make a difference this year By supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas And if you want to hear exactly what difference your money can make uh, Let's hear from Gemma She works for Glasgow East Women's Aid uh, They're a group supporting uh, women and children Who've experienced abuse and poverty And she tells us all about the difficulties That's facing them this Christmas Financial pressures that comes with Christmas is absolutely huge and we feel that children shouldn't have to ask Santa for hot food, a hot meal, they shouldn't have to ask Santa for a warm jacket and they really shouldn't have to ask Santa for a warm home but also food in their tummy and I think that that's kind of the reality of some of the families that we're supporting. Mm, doesn't bear thinking about for many of us, a lot of those things I think we take for granted in some parts of Glasgow and the West though would you believe as many as one in two children live in poverty which is outrageous now we can't always make it this completely magical day we're just trying to make it a little bit different for thousands of kids right here on our doorstep and we guarantee every penny 100% of the funds raised goes straight back to support those families who need it the most so if you want to help out please do it's much appreciated and you can find all the details at clyde1.com forward slash mission it's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Nearly done in Turkey 90 minutes up Turkey 2 Scotland 1 A really good chance for one of the subs there uh, Ryan Christie uh, Who came on alongside uh, Ryan Jack came on as well uh, For Scotland It was a lovely 1-2 Into the box Down the right hand side And Christie's shot ended up over the bar That's surely a penalty No? Scotland have had a good few claims for a penalty, by the way, and I'm amazed that, um, and I mean, yeah, granted, you're allowed to be a bit more biased, but a couple of minutes ago, or a few, more than a couple of minutes ago, there was like a blatant elbow on a, I mean, is that one soft on Lewis Ferguson? Clumsy. This referee would get nowhere in our Premiership. You've got to give penalties and <laughs> yeah. give them often. If this had been a Premiership a game, there'd be five penalties. To be for the one earlier, there's like an elbow on McKenna and an elbow on Dykes yeah. right at the same time. And, and the, the guy wasn't looking neither at Neither player looking maybe, at the ball. No, he was just jumping into Um So maybe, a, maybe a bit hard done by a great goal from John McGinn, but ultimately some ropey moments as well. And unless something changes in the next few minutes... Uh, it will be a 2-1 defeat in <coughs> Turkey So you can get your thoughts in This one will finish very soon And we can look back on it Maybe after uh, Beat the Pundit Before we do that though 01419511025 Paul's a Celtic fan uh, Paul what made you call tonight? Uh, hi Gordon Hi Simon Hi Hugh uh, I've just heard you talking about The possibility of Celtic uh, Gearing up To maybe shift Or move some players on After the World Cup mm-hmm. In January uh, <coughs> I think they will uh, and the guy that I would like to see out the door as quick as possible is Juranovic. Wow. Uh, I thought I th- is he not liked? Well, he's the worst defender at the club. Defender, defending defender. I mean, it's not often. I mean, to be honest, Celtic don't really make that many waffles a horrendous mistakes. Yeah, in, in the Champions League most of the goals were scored by just getting outplayed with better players but I can think of since last season numerous times that Juranovic has made howling mistakes seems to go a wee bit unnoticed I don't know if it's because I've spoken before his creation maybe a bit more kind of trendy but there's no way he should be playing before Anthony Ralston as a defender as a defending defender he gets caught out of position constantly eh uh, I just think the guy I, I, actually after the, the 3 nothing game uh, uh, against Rangers last year 
I, I can't think of a good game he's had. And see, to be honest, I don't think I think Ange knows this as well because he does get dropped quite often. Uh, but they all, but they all do though, don't they? Because then, if that, I mean, every yeah. time Juranovic gets spelled for Anthony Ralston, the same happens with Taylor and Burnaby. But you know that you know that Ange likes Taylor. So does that really f- make sense? But a lot of time he gets dropped, and he's not even in the bench. Uh, I don't know, but I just it's not often that I, I think that's our players. But occasionally somebody will come in and think they're better than they are. Uh, I remember Hugh used to go in about uh, Christopher Ayer. I was in much of the same opinion, to be honest, but I think Janovic looks, he believes they should play at a certain level uh, when he's, he's striding forward. But as a defender, the guys, I would like to see the backing. There we go, Simon. Interesting. Listen, and do you agree? No. <laughs> I think, listen, Paul's entitled to his opinion and, and players at the, at the club. I think Janovic has been excellent for Celtic. Uh, Craig Gordon is up for a corner in a friendly. This, this is brilliant. This Go on then. It's in towards him as well. <laughs> His opposite number comes and punches, and that's the game over. Scotland actually finished really strong, but lose it 2 1 in Turkey, and that is that for the international friendly. Uh, Paul's very certain yeah. of his criticism of Juranovic. You're not so, having it though. Well, listen, you're entitled to your opinion. Ah, but you can tell him why he's wrong, that's the beauty of it. Well, I go back to the Croatia-France game where he played left-back and I thought he was excellent. And I think he's just a player that's come in, he's very, very quick. He's not asked to defend a lot in, domestically uh, and I don't remember too many mistakes in Europe. As, as Paul said himself there, a lot of the, the goals were just well-worked goals in Europe uh, from the opposition. But... You know, it's a speculation there that he's obviously doing something right mm. because there's interest. It would appear uh, from Stephen McGowan's story this morning that Celtic have it in mind that if anyone mm. comes in for Josip Juranovic, then that they will listen to them. Uh, I I think he's a good player. I, I I think that sometimes people have a higher opinion of him than is truly the case, but. Uh, with the greatest respect to Anthony Ralston, who's one of the great stories at Celtic because he was people had forgotten he was still at the club. And then all of a sudden his career had a resurgence at Celtic Park, which no one saw coming. But if you're having a pecking order, Juranovic is first and Ralston second. Paul, he is under contract to twenty twenty six. Celtic had been making noises about trying to extend that. So they they clearly do rate him, value him, um, and if they were to let him go, you'd have to imagine it's only for the right price. What does that look like to you then? You you sound quite keen to, to do a deal, but how much would it take? Yeah, I think I think we'll get a few I think we'll get a few bobs. I think they'll, they'll do well, but How just, then if he's so bad? Well, I just want to point out Simon can't think of any mistakes. I can rattle off a, a, a plenty of mistakes he's made. Betis last year away. Uh, the Rangers game, which led to Aaron Ramsey scoring. Uh Champions League this year as well, to name a few. But I do, I do think, I, I, I think he's, he's got, attacking wise, he's impressive, he is impressive attacking wise. But as a defender, he, he's not got a clue about position. He's constantly out of position. Uh, but I think, I don't know, he's just one of these guys that I, I've never saw, I've never saw the, what everybody raves about. And I, I suppose most people have got it. But I, I think, I think they could get, 
8 to 10 million from no bother Thank you very much That was Paul on the line Do you agree or disagree With what you're hearing Scotland have lost 2-1 in Turkey By the way If you want to react to that game Then please do pick up the phone And we'll do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I'm not over last night's Beat the Pundit I must admit I mean I, I love it when the listeners win So that I got my wish in that regard But a 1-0 victory I think it's the second time Gordon Dale's lost 1-0 kind of I like a 1-0 Not if the nil's for the pundit he can, He'll need to come in here and show his face again tomorrow The only thing he got right was pass It was abysmal <laughs> So let's see what we've got tonight 01419511025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next But only if you call before 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly's here Hugh Keevans is alongside him And it's 01419511025 For you to join in Scotland have just lost 2-1 in Turkey A wonderful goal from John McGinn But not enough goals in either half For the hosts uh, Make a defeat for Stevie Clark In the last international of the year uh, if you watched it Any thoughts I know it was only a friendly I know there wasn't a huge deal Riding on it Maybe you want to praise them again goal Maybe you've got problems With the defending Maybe you thought Other players should have been Given a chance uh, There was a debut For Calvin Ramsey So anything from that game Please pick up the phone Celtic fans We've been discussing Josip Juranovic And whether you would Or would not cash in In January If possible And Rangers fans We've done the unthinkable I cannot remember the last time we made it one hour into the show and not a single shred of anger, frustration, annoyance at what's going on with your team at the moment. It's been months since that happened. I have a so, theory. Oh? <laughs> They're just disgusted. They're disgusted by the way they are being treated. Uh, not a word, not a cheap, since uh, they fell nine points behind Celtic by half past two. On Saturday afternoon Not a cheap About the manager I, th- I think the, the, the fans feel That they are Being treated Contemptuously Well listen You may agree or disagree Rangers fans But either way Why not pick up the phone And tell us If nothing else Just to break that habit It's been an hour And we've not Every, every show For the last couple of months Has been uh, Heavily laced with Frustration at the results And the managerial situation And so on So pick up the phone right now And we'll get you on After we play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. Right, beat the pundit time. Easy shift for Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly because you can't possibly be as bad as Gordon Diel who got a zero last night. And the thing is, he'll be listening because, as everyone knows, Wednesday yeah. is bath night. <laughs> oh dear! When he listens in the bath. What an image, Simon. Picture. <laughs> Sorry. I need to get it out of my head. Sorry to do that for you, but he will be listening. Him and he's. Rubber duck uh, So let's see what we've got tonight John's in East Kilbride How's it going John? Alright Gordon now, All you need to do is Between you and the pundits You only have to do better than a 1-0 last night Surely we can manage that Well hopefully see how it goes Good I like, I like your thinking I like your style Heads it will be Hugh Keevans And tails Simon Donnelly Who's the master of the scrappy win himself It should be said But it's his old pal It's heads Hugh Keevans against John In East Kilbride So What we'll do here is give Hugh some Clyde 2 I'll put it nice and loud, John, so that he can hear what's going on And I'll get your clock ready It's 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And you're welcome to pass if you don't know, okay? No problem Let's go Name any Celtic player at the World Cup this year Juranovic Who's Rangers top scorer this season? 
Croatia. Who's currently higher in the FIFA men's ranking, Scotland or Turkey? Scotland. Who are bottom of Scottish League Two? Uh, no idea. Who's the only German team Celtic faced on their UEFA Cup run in 2003? In what year did Giovanni Van Bronckhorst win the League Cup as a player with Rangers? Uh, 2003 Okay, let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh, can you hear us? I can No pressure, but I would say the difficulty level has dropped from the last couple of nights I think these are much more doable Are you ready? Okay Name any Celtic player at the World Cup this year Juranovic Who is Rangers' top scorer this season? Jolak Who's currently higher in the FIFA men's ranking, Scotland or Turkey? Scotland Who's bottom of Scottish League 2? Um, Peterhead Who's the only German team that Celtic faced on their UEFA Cup run in 2003? Um, pass In what year did Giovanni Van Bronckhorst win the League Cup as a Rangers player? 2004 By how many points are Air United clear at the top of the Championship? Six What do you think John? Uh, a bit tight I think I'm not so sure mate. Maybe a bit more. See John's listened before he, I think John knows he's done quite well, right. but he doesn't want to, don't want to go in too confident and yeah. then get embarrassed. He's a humble man. I like it. Uh, name any Celtic player at the <coughs> World Cup this year. Juranovic, we've been discussing. Moy, Maeda, Carter Vickers. You both got Juranovic. You both got Cholak. And you both knew that Scotland were five places ahead of Turkey. I don't know if tonight's defeat changes that uh, anytime soon, but that's the way it stands at the moment. So it's three all. Mm. Bottom of League Two, Simon? Four for. It is forfa. There we go So none of you got that Now John's a Celtic fan I knew he would know this one The only German team Celtic faced in 03 Stuttgart oh, Is it ringing any bells? It was I think a 5-4 aggregate I struggled with that one um, So Hugh needs A comeback here He's one down Did John get that one? Did he, he did Yeah it's 4-3 to John In what year did Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Win the League Cup as a player With Rangers It was 1998 <sighs> So none of you got it And that's where John's quest ends So if you get this You equalise Take it uh-huh. to a tiebreaker If not The sign ball Is on its way To East Kilbride So how many points Are Air United clear At the top of the championship You said six It's three Over <sighs> Morton So well done John The sign ball is on its way Well done Well done John uh, Thanks a lot here. Cheers Good man, that was John in East School Bride making it three in a row for the callers. Is that is that really the case? Who lost on Monday? Well, no. Well, Two in a row. Roger Hanna. Oh Roger Hanna, of course he did. That's right. The unthinkable happened. Wow. Three in a row for the listeners. Oh, what a run. I'm enjoying this week already. I Good. knew it wasn't six, you I knew that was too oh. many. Too many points Good By the way Imagine a clean sweep for the listeners this week. How good would that be? If you want to play your part tomorrow night. Is the time to do it Same time tomorrow 01419511025 Rangers fans I said it before Beat the pundit We're about to make Recent Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard history This is the longest We've gone on any show For the last couple of weeks Without assessing Your recent results Performances The managerial situation And Hugh And Simon No fine well I know it's getting a bit quieter Because of the break But that must still be Going through your head Did you expected To hear Something, anything by now or, or or is that getting carried away We always maybe uh, Realising that it, it could just be A bit of silence for now and, and then find out Down the line Whether it's a back or sack there To was, coin the phrase There was one report this morning Which suggested that, <clears throat> that No board meeting Had taken place None at all Since Saturday 
Uh, That's astonishing. And it's a, a worrying thing for football clubs as big as Rangers if disillusionment has settled in on the supporters to the extent that we can't even be bothered talking about it anymore. Well, what do you think, Rangers fans? Answer the man, 01419511025. Sum up how you are feeling. Again, I had a good old chuckle to myself because only in Scottish football do we get into these types of debates. When you go on social media today, you see Alfredo Morelos on the beach with some fancy sunglasses. A nice refreshment in hand Where is it? I don't know Somewhere Something like Mexico Or something like that I can't remember exactly Um, And big arguments Kicking off Under the Posts on social media Shouldn't be there It should be in the training field There should be no time off His performances have been A disgrace But other people say "Ah, Come on They're they're getting time off And then they'll go back and train Uh, I wonder if you care Either way Rangers fans 0141951 1025 well, there's, a, there's a World Cup break But I bet you in your contract It doesn't say During the World Cup break It's okay mm. if you go away You're at the clubs Ah but if you're off though, He's off though That's what I mean yeah, yeah, all but, off But I, I fall into the camp Of those supporters Who think He could be doing with As much training mm-hmm. as possible And not Adding more Condition mm-hmm. Shall we say To the condition That's already there Yeah Tough one Simon I, I can <laughs> totally see both of that Because ultimately I think there's five weeks off, right? So that <coughs> there is no team anywhere, top of the league, bottom of the training. league, middle of the league, who are going to just train for five no. weeks, right? They just they just won't. But if you're a Rangers fan yeah. and you spend a lot of money and you're feeling a bit sore about things, sometimes it's just the it's just the perception, isn't it? I think it is the perception. I think if Rangers weren't nine points behind, if there wasn't, I mean, I've questioned his fitness on this show as well. Getting fit should be the the easiest thing before anything else in football, but the guy's been given time off. He might be just relaxing on the beach. But the question is, who's running the shop here? Why was he allowed to get into that condition in the first place? Why was it never, I was going to say suggested to him, why was he never told, no break for you, you could be doing with getting fit? 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, Tam's a Rangers fan in Barhead Tam, how are you feeling then? We're on Wednesday of the first week of the break You, How do you assess things? What's going on at the moment? Well, I don't I don't blame the players or the manager I blame the board I mean, where's the money went? From the Bassey, Arebo, Parson, Gerrard Where's all that money went? Plus the Champions League money And the Europa League money I mean, uh, Yeah, I mean, you will they, they had Some of the... They, Part of the answer to that is obviously in the recent accounts which yep. were released and there was there was loans paid back and there was settlements made but then that set of results didn't include Champions League money or Bassi or Aribo actually I don't think uh-huh. I don't think they were they were done in time. Um so forget the accountancy stuff for a minute. Rangers fans, some of them like Tam, wanted more money spent on the team. Is yep. that is that valid? Uh, I think it is valid. Uh, I think the money that has been spent uh, I give you Rabi Matondo um, You know th- th- There's been so much uh, Done of A dubious nature With regard to The recruitment of players You know The the question Why did you sign him Is the most frequent one um, So I can understand that The fans frustration That uh, the money uh, Has been spent unwisely But you're into a minefield when you say where has the money gone because uh, you are then accused of suggesting impropriety and we are not in any way in a position to 
suggest impropriety. We, we, we can say they're b- bad players because you can see that on the park. How do you exonerate the players and the manager completely, though, Tam? Because even if you do think that more money should have been spent, even if you do think that Giovanni van Bronckhorst has not been appropriately backed, Surely the squad of players that he does have Is good enough to not be nine points behind And shipping results against Livingston, St Johnson or St Mirren Well I think the players are just Facing up the backside at the moment To be honest with you So I think, I don't think I think it's the board Who are, who are at fault in this um, And they're not telling The players or us fans What's going on behind the doors Do you know what I mean? Yeah Simon look I think what I understand the temptation From any football fan You look for that One root cause Sometimes it's just easier For us to get our head round And say Well it's not the players It's not the manager It's the board mm. But Usually it's a, it's, a, it's Generally a combination about, Of everything isn't it? Everything, yeah. Listen I'm not An accountant at, at Rangers I think The only thing I heard Gio saying the way back Was You know The money that was bandied about For getting into the Champions League and stuff that There wasn't that that all wasn't just sitting mm. there for them to go and use on players, I believe. That's all I know from that side of it. I look at the football on the pitch and I go back to, it's quite a simple thing. They've lost their two best players from last year, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and the recruitment hasn't been anywhere near as good. Cholak's come in and scored some goals for them. The rest haven't really enhanced the team. And you're going back to the guys that have been there over the last three or four seasons and, and looking for them again. You need to bring guys in that lift the players that are already there to move forward. And uh, I've said it on the show before, Rangers are weaker now than they were last year, purely because mm. they haven't recruited well. Just to try and get a understanding of your, your strength of feeling on that, Tam, so you don't have any blame towards the manager or the players for being nine points behind, none at all? No, I'd, part, partly yes, but I think... The, the board, as I say, the board are at fault in this. I think the board aren't telling the players what's going on behind back doors. I mean, there's been rumours going about about a Kylo Fox wanting to take over the club. So I don't know if that's maybe got something to do, to do with it as well. I'm not... I yeah, I mean, I must... Again, I, I don't know who I'd be lying if I said that, uh, that... You know, I have heard a lot of this stuff about maybe a desire for uh, change of ownership or boardroom change or whatever. Um all you can do is isolate 15 games of football that have been played since the, the Premiership started this season. And in those 15 games, Rangers have dropped points to, as you said, St Johnston, St Mirren, um, Celtic. And Celtic have gone 15 games and lost one of them. Uh, now, the board are not responsible for Rangers losing 4-0 at Celtic Park. And they're not responsible for mm. players having a shocker all over the place. Well, it does feed into it though, doesn't it? I mean, if you've not got the right players or the right amount of players or the right amount of backup, if the recruitment's not been good, that can lead to bad results, isn't it? It's never separate, is it? Well, the, you, the board trust in the head of recruitment. The head of recruitment should work in tandem with the manager. I'm not exonerating the board um, because the fans are disillusioned with the board and it's their club. Uh, but it's an amalgam of all of those things. It, it, it has to be better on the park and players like Lundstrom not looking anything like he was when he came. Uh, Kamara 
taken off at half time on Saturday at Paisley. Uh, all over the park, there are players who six months ago were much better than they are now. Uh, so, as I say, now, that would be the bit that's hard to blame the board for that. Then, yeah, specifically, yeah, yeah. I mean, it? essentially, players have got to take responsibility for their own actions, or in the case of Alfredo Morelos, his own inactions. Uh, I mean Andy the photo doctor tweeted Simon to add to the discussion about Morelos fitness Do you think there's a general fitness issue at Ibrox given the number of injuries? Has that been the biggest problem this season given they haven't had the players to pick? I've heard this discussion before but you go back to You go back to last year when they put Celtic out the cup uh, On the back of I think they'd went 120 minutes in Europe yep. midweek and they, they looked the stronger of the two teams finishing that game Physically uh, Physically And I just, I don't know, I wonder if The adrenaline of, you know, you were still in the Europa League You were going for the final, everything was on a high there I don't know if that just took this team over the line And now, when you come back for the next season And Celtic have won the league And Celtic look stronger You, you want to be energised You want players to come in like you look across the water and hit the ground running and really enhance the team and I don't think they've done that it's maybe simplistic but that's mm. that's what I see when I watch it you know and, and, and now when you look at the games that they've dropped points in recently you look at guys as Hugh says Lundstrom looks a shadow of what he's been before Kamara in and out Kent for me I'm not picking on the guy but he just he, he doesn't look interested half the time you know, for somebody who the Rangers fans will be looking at as a, a creative player to go and make things happen in the final third, just doesn't do enough for me. And, you know, that's resulted in them they're languishing nine points behind Celtic mm. at the moment. Hugh, you've seen this movie many times. Yep. You, I dread to think how many managerial changes you've seen in Glasgow. I counted them in, I counted the back out. <laughs> um, regardless of whether you think, you know, your personal feelings on whether there should be a managerial change, did you... Did you expect one? Or do you expect one? Did you expect news either way by Wednesday night when you walked out of here on Saturday? I did. I, I thought that going nine points behind was the, the line in the sand for the club. Um, whether they believe that when we all come back to our football in the Premiership mid-December, uh, it will be like a new season and they for once can come out of a break and be better than they were before the break began, then uh, if that is the case, why not tell people anyway? If, if you are honestly of the belief that it can be turned around, why not say we have faith in uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst doing this anyway? Uh, so I, I just don't get the silence. The, the silence... For me, whether it's Rangers or any other football club, silence is sinister. Tell your fans. They are your customer base. They're paying for everything. Thank you very much. 01419511025. Jim in the South Side's been hanging on for ages, but we'll get you next, Jim. My apologies. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans are here It's 01419511025 And still plenty of time for you to get involved So please do I love the style of Derek Morrison He's been a regular feature on the show this week Because he's sent in a massive big batch Of World Cup themed f- full time teasers for you 
Might as well just work my way through some of them But don't let Derek do all the heavy lifting Come on Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question used on the show If you want to hear the pundits struggle As they so often do To come up with the answers to your question That's the address Full time at Clyde1.com So it does have a sort of World Cup theme about it Um, This one should be simple for you Can you name the last 10 English internationals To play for Rangers? We had a similar one with a Celtic spin the other night. So can you name the last 10 English internationals to play for Rangers? Uh, let's try Hately. Yes. Let's try Trevor Stephen. Yes. Um, and then we'll have uh, Butcher. No. Oh, I was going uh, to say Butcher. Woods. No. I knew that when you started back there... You were eventually going to go too far back (laughs) So Trevor Stevens and Mark Hately 1997 I think the last time they played for Rangers So that's that's where they cut off There were none prior to that I don't mind telling you A wee clue Um, Hately, Stevens went blank I mean come on Right Look there's some tough ones on here But there's some Ludicrously easy ones English internationals That played for Rangers in the 90s Um I'm going to chuck you two out here in a minute I'll play against them <laughs> Honestly There's one in particular Boy, The boy Ball, did he play? <laughs> right, do you know is, what? Is he in? He is, but forget him right, well, we've got For him. goodness sake Gaza <sighs> Finally, right Ball Gascoigne, that's four down I was going to say we'll get the next six easily But I'm now not <laughs> so sure And it is full time at Clyde1.com Let's bring in Jim in the south side What's your point tonight, Jim? Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Aye, no bad, no bad. Right, so bear with me because it's, a, it's a, a, I don't know if it's been suggested before, but you know kind of globally if a, there's a regime change or a kind of new government is installed, the kind of global superpowers and governing bodies will ensure that a new election is carried out in a fair and kind of competent way. Where is, is this any, going? I'm excited that, about this, any, Jim. What's that? I'm excited about this. Where's this going? Well, wh- um, I'll, I'll, I'm getting to it quicker So basically right Do you think That there's any call For FIFA And or UEFA To come in And see how countries Are onboarding VAR And how it's been Brought in How it's been managed In its infancy And you know the way that um, Kind of global financial bodies Will give countries A credit rating Is there a Is there a VAR rating That you know Would maybe Encourage a different set of results or a fairer set of well, results. Well, how do you how do you ask UEFA or FIFA to make a referee who's no, made bad no, no, decisions? No, 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 hold on. There's actually there's there's a, actually a very simple answer to that, Jim, and it's that they do, and you cannot start VAR without FIFA approval. So I th- I, you've put me on the spot. I think they visited, I think they visited three times. It might be four. They come in three or four times during your sort of rollout uh, to make sure that you're doing it right. In fact, I've had the um, Pleasure If that's the right word I went down to Clydesdale House um, They had a sort of media day Showed people around Showed you how it worked In fact I went twice Both times There was a man in a FIFA tracksuit uh, Who was there An Australian chap I don't know his name The fact that he's Australian Is not particularly relevant either um, So they do Basically So and How are we scoring So far? No I, I don't know if I don't know if they give you Like an, an 8 or a 9 out of 10 But what I mean is 
there's a, there's an assessment there. You can only implement VAR, uh, you know, with FIFA's say so. You have to pass uh, certain criteria. I don't like I say I don't know if they're scored in a number or whatever, but you you can't use VAR without FIFA's say so. So we've, we've passed that bit. Well, and so the way they do it in some American sports, um, particularly American football, they have uh, an office in New York. And um, while stuff's been monitored at the stadium throughout the game, mm-hmm. there's also someone kind of from the, you know, from the head office that's monitoring how these games are being refereed and whether calls are correct. And frequently the call comes in that the, you know, the top guns have come in and said, no, no, X or Y happened. Um, could FIFA look at introducing something like that globally just to ensure kind of a fair and level playing field across all countries for VAR. I, I, Jim, you're a Celtic fan? No, no. I'm a St Mirren fan. Right. Uh, well, you're making it sound as if some form of atrocity is taking place in this country. I mean, they're getting things wrong. They're getting things badly wrong. Uh, we'll go back to Matt O'Reilly at the weekend, badly wrong, and all the other sins that have been committed. But, I mean... Again, know, I... I we are in the midst of. Let's just be clear, though. There is absolutely no. There, there, on what planet would there be an appetite from FIFA to sort of do anything about that? The referee on the pitch gave that yeah. penalty. Yeah. And yes, VR didn't overturn it, but I don't think that's a a big sort of structural issue or an implementation issue. If you think it's a rank rotten refereeing decision, it's a rank rotten yeah. refereeing decision. And, and we are having a rank rotten time of it since VAR came in. Been nothing but trouble. Uh, we've had one manager, uh, Robbie Nielsen, who said it was more of a hindrance than a help. Uh, Davy Martindale at Livingston said he has no idea how games are refereed anymore. Yes, we are fulfilling um, the chief executive of the SFA's every word when he said it could be horrendous for three months. We are making his every word come true. But with respect, Jim, you're making it sound like some kind of scandal is taking place here. Bad decisions are being made. Bad decisions have always been made. Uh, I mean, Simon, I, I know this doesn't make people feel better because ultimately we are looking after our own. We want our standards to be high and just because mistakes are made elsewhere, um, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, that sort of thing. But we've just watched a game. We've just watched an international game in Turkey where VR was in place, I believe. Yeah. But I didn't see any. I didn't. No. I didn't see any checks. I saw Lyndon Dykes and Scott McKenna getting elbowed in the head inside the box, and nothing happened. Yeah. You know, do, are, are we a bit? Do we are we getting a bit caught up in the notion that we're the only ones that gets th- things wrong? Or I think we're getting caught up because it's it's new in here and. Letter of the law I think the handball rule Should be changed anyway I think it's wrong anyway Everywhere Every Yeah Yeah But I watched the game Last Friday night It was a Bundesliga game And It was very similar to the Bernabeu Handball the week before mm-hmm. Where they both go up Defender misses it His arms up His backs to play And the, the attacking uh, player Heads it onto his arm it Wasn't stopped And the guy It was Stefan Effenberg Who was Co-coms. He actually said You well, do watch every game of football on TV It stuck out to me because I thought Where is There's no consistent And he, yeah. he says not every handball in the box apparently. Yeah. And I'm like well Last week that was And you're also seeing it in the Champions League Because you look at and Matt O'Reilly's and the, the, the case I watched the, the TV highlights And they highlighted the case that 
maybe the header was going in the back of the net and, and the lad gets booked. I just think these rules, for the handball in particular, mm. have to be revamped. It has to be changed. I mean, Jim, there is a, without really boring everyone with a floor plan of Clydesdale House, right? So there's like six booths, if you like, are kind of stations around the outside of the room to sort of represent each game, if you like, that, that might be on at any one time. And then in the middle, there's like another wee podium thing. There's a control room, and I, I can't remember which one of them, but I'm sure one of them is used for, um, you know, assessors, referee assessors, or head referees, or, or whatever to to keep an eye on things. So I'm, I'm not sure what more we can do for for your your uh, theory. Ongoing accountability, ongoing accountability and assessment of a, a score on every week, on every. On every game, FIFA take a look at it and give it a grade, so that the world, you know, I, I don't know, would, would if we can identify through kind of a scoring setup whether it's been handled fairly or unfairly or correctly or incorrectly. How do you do that though? When a lot of decisions are subjective, you know, how, how do you how do you do that? I, I can't think of um, like everyone seems to agree about the handball over the weekend, right? But. Remind me There'll have been a decision That's really split everyone See that this season How, what, what, what use is a score Out of 10 Going to do On a FIFA list To satisfy people That it was fair or unfair Well it might Over the long run It might encourage people To try and up their score And get the correct result More often Jim let not. me ask you Jim's a very precise man Straightforward question Jim The penalty given Against St Mirren At the weekend Was it After VAR's intervention Was it the correct decision Aye uh, Now you see got there. People want get, Why aren't they taking decisions quickly You've just taken a long while To finally come across And say yeah of course Barr got that right Stephen Robinson agreed as much Didn't he He didn't have any yeah. Any complaints Anyway thank you Jim It's an interesting notion 01419511025 uh, Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Do you want to know how bad you two were At dragging your heels on Gaza I just had a message from your uh, Wednesday night pal sometimes Marvin Bartley Who last I checked Was on a beach somewhere yeah. And he's t- he must be Tune listening in. on his he's holidays Some people Nah I better not Because I'm glad that he's listening I was going to say maybe he should be spending his time oh. Somewhere else But there we go um, But he's obviously listening And he's, 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 he's hammering better, you two for He'd be better off trying to avoid Last minute goals at Tynecastle Then he would be <laughs> doing his job properly Let me give you Here you go Here we go Oh hold on save it With plenty of time Don't you worry Let's move on Because I want to Squeeze one in here Tom is in Washington DC No less How's it going Tom? Nah he's gone Sorry Tom We'll need to do it another time I don't know what's going on here That was, that was Tom in Washington DC It was great while it lasted Do you know what It says on my screen That he doesn't want Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to leave He needs to be backed Because he's done enough In the past with the Europa League And can turn this around There we go we'll, we'll bring Tom's point to air Unfortunately the Europa League Was last season And each season uh, Is a fresh sheet of paper And after Charles, 15... Such a thing as goodwill In the tank though can't, um, I mean, it's never true. How, how can it well, be a truly fresh? But do you know what? The Champions League took away the goodwill in the bank. There was one massive withdrawal because Rangers finished up the worst team in Champions League history at the group stage. There were major indignities like losing seven goals at Ibrox to Liverpool. The goodwill drained from the bank account. Uh, and after 15 league mm. matches, to be nine points behind Celtic. Um, Unless Celtic have an absolute collapse 
uh, and Ange Postacoglu is promising more players in January and he's got a great track record in that regard um, I just thought that half past two I, I remember saying to Gordon half past two on Saturday afternoon the matter is no longer in Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's hands it's now a boardroom matter and now there are suggestions that the board haven't even met uh, 01419511025 Poor Tom in Washington DC Still dialing I can see his phoning back in I don't know what's happening uh, Anyway right How are you getting on on this teaser We're looking for the last 10 Hopeless. English internationals To play for Rangers You've got Hately Stevens, You've got Gaza Eventually And Michael Ball The footballing one Not the Les Miserables one Gary Stephen No No he was before Franny Jeffers Yes The fox in the box Well done Hugh, done, Hugh. Mark Falco No oh, No 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 Your date's mixed up there He was before as well I can't think Well I'll give you some thinking time And we'll get the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly are into the final part They're still desperate for you to get in touch though So please pick up that phone And get your thoughts across to the guys They are trying their best To answer this question sent in by Derek Derek picked up the email fulltime at Clyde1.com And asked if they could name the last 10 English internationals to play for Rangers, you've got Hately, Stevens, Ball, Gascoigne and Jeffers. Any during the break? Well, this was a real team effort because I said John and he said, he said Flanagan. That's, that's, that's good teamwork for me, yes, John Flanagan. John Flanagan. And then I said Jermaine Defoe. Brilliant. Yeah. And Most then recent one. Simon said... Joey Barton. One cap, I think, was it, for, for Joey Barton? He got one anyway, so he's on your list. So that's eight Me with too. only two to get nicely poised... Attention to see if you can uh, get one, uh, but get two, I should say, by the end. I like this from Pozog, Pozog, who's tweeted and he says, "If Carlsberg did Wednesdays, you guys till eight, then Master Chef, followed by Jungle Shenanigans." <laughs> says Pozog. There we go. Are you seen it as well? A bit of Gordon DL and Chris Moyles with the hair. Uh, seen the likeness? Maybe, aye, maybe. Just checking. I'm going to mention it every night till someone agrees <laughs> with me. Mark Wilson agrees with me, but then again, he would. But he thought that Jonathan Gould was in the Welsh squad. Yes, he did last night That wasn't a classic on the, the teaser I must admit Paul is in Airdrie Talk to us, Paul What's your point? Alright guys, how's, uh, how's going on? Good, how are you? I'm fine, mate It was just a uh, I'm a Rangers fan And a season ticket holder And I want to throw a name out there Who I think could do a, a good job for Rangers As an ex-manager uh, I think Duncan Ferguson Because when he was the interim manager at uh, Everton I watched him a lot and he seemed to have a lot of passion about him, you know. And so when you see when you watch Van Broncos, he just stands with his arms folded most of the game. Every now and then he'll hold his fingers up, point his fingers. When you watch Dunk Ferguson, he was out, he was animated, he had the hands in there, he was he was uh, giving his players instructions, things like that. And I think Van Broncos, he just looks, I think he looks lost when he's standing there. One step back if you don't mind Paul Because I'm sure you know that there's not a managerial vacancy yet d d Does this mean you in no way expect The current manager to survive this World Cup break? I don't think so But Sorry what I meant to say at the start is That's my opinion who I would like to see mm. I know No listen it, was, it wasn't a criticism Paul I was just, I was just curious if you're, if you're there yet Because I think the previous caller You know wasn't blaming the manager He wasn't blaming the players And then we tried to get Tom on Another Rangers fan who said that the manager must stay But you're, you're miles beyond that then uh, I, I think it's definitely a go to her 
nothing, it's nothing personal against Phil Broadcast. He was a great player for Rangers, you know, but it's just I've been talking about workmates and that, and that's a name that I've mentioned yeah. that I've not heard anybody else mention. When, when you see Duncan Ferguson, when he was at Goodison Park, the rapport he had with the Everton crowd was wonderful to behold. Um, that's not to say it would be the same once he got to Ibrox, if he ever did get to Ibrox. It, to my recollection, Big Dunk left Scotland mm. 28 years to ago. To be fair, is Paul not on, and look, disclaimer time, I used to always sort of try and say, like, we're not going to, we can't really discuss managerial appointments for a job that's not vacant. But look, uh-huh. if, if that's just the way fans feel and things yeah, move yeah. fast. I'm not going to deny Paul the right to make a point. So, um, I think Paul meant more about you know, stature, presence, that sort of thing, rather than the fact that the Rangers fans would love him because of who he is. But I think is. Paul, Paul, to my way of thinking, believes that it'll be the same as it was at Goodison when Big Dunk was mm. was there. Not everyone would agree mm. with the appointment of Duncan Ferguson to begin with. So, I and I know it's almost impossible to get unanimity among supporters about anybody, but I just think that. Big Dunk is Kind of plucked out of the air When this matter comes mm. up Is he though Simon if you listen to the, Paul at least builds his case He's talking about the type of character That he's perceived I th- to be I, th- I think I think he was mentioned <clears throat> By fans before Gio I think he was one of the names yep. that, that popped up uh, I, I get what Paul's saying about the The body language And, and you know Gene people up But I think it's more important What you do Monday to Friday On the the the, the, uh, the the training pitch and then in the dressing room before a game you know I think once it gets to there yes you can be animated but I would I'd be more concerned about but the hope would be that the that, body language of the players yeah but the, the last but few games the, the hope would be that that's just a representation then of what goes on behind closed doors isn't it that that presence I mean I could stand in the touchline and wave my arms about but I th- I, yeah but I, th- I think some of that sometimes I mean Pep Guardiola who I I, I think is one of the best. If not the best Says that sometimes You know It's overrated What you can actually mm-hmm. Contribute mm-hmm. Once the boys are out Playing no, that, That's what I'm minutes. saying Is that I think the hope from Paul Would be that that is Just a representation Of what goes on Behind closed doors That when Duncan Ferguson Or whoever it is Walks in and closes that door That the players listen And the players yeah. act and the players by, by the time we come on air Saturday Afternoon At two o'clock Just call it A week since the end of the St Mirren Rangers game If there has been no announcement Pronouncement Call it what you like From Ibrox On the subject of the manager's future I have to assume The manager is staying in place Because you have Watched one calendar week go by And if it was on your mind To have a new manager By the time the season resumes Mid-December you would surely not have wasted an entire week. You don't hang about though, we know that. Um, Paul, would it make any difference to you, you say you want managerial change, if the club came out tomorrow in the next few days and, and made it clear that the current manager was staying, would, did that make any difference to you? Would you would you be able to then just kind of move on and, and know where you stood or are you not interested in that? Well, if, if the board does something for the, the club come out and says his job's safe, He's not going anywhere then I would get right behind him Everybody would need to get behind him You know But until A decision's made Whether he's going to be here He's not going to be here That was just a name that I thought I would throw in there If he does end up leaving Or lost his job or whatever But If he does Stay Then I would get right behind him 
There we are That was Paul in Airdrie And that that's just I don't know if social media contributes to that Hugh or whatever he, I Like I say I used to be an idealist And yep. it was very disrespectful to talk about The next manager when, when the job isn't even vacant yet But I think that horse bolted a while ago And it's, well, sometimes it's just hard to contain that Yeah we just asked Sean Dyche about that one uh, There would have been a time when he would not have commented uh, About a job at a club which did not exist uh, But oh, he was full of I know Ross Wilson well And if he wants to invite me to Ibrooks and so on and so forth They're shameless on that bombshell Thank you to, Again to Paul and Airdrie There's still time to get in touch Probably Could probably squeeze one in If you are quick We can tweet as well uh, At Clyde SSB um, And let us know What is on your mind We've still got this teaser Up and running as well And uh, Simon I suppose you, You've you made a rod For your own back here You're telling us You watch every game of football Is the is the alarm clock Getting set for these Sydney Cup games I don't even know when they are I'm actually working One of them Right, so they're normal kickoff times for no, us, are they? Four, no? 4 a.m. <laughs> this guy, he's everywhere. Is that right? Uh, I didn't even know that was the kickoff time. It's a Celtic uh, sleepover for the foundation. Ah, right. Okay, so it's getting tied in. I'm tying in. Ah, that. that makes sense then. Okay, right. Fair but enough. I think the I think the first game's tomorrow morning. Yeah, mm. eight forty-five, I believe. Oh, well, that's fine then. You've been up. Gordon Deals in his sixth coffee by then, so you're uh, up and uh, raring to go. Um... Will it be too soon to see Callum McGregor on the on the pitch for you know the game time? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, so well, I'm, I'm, I'm not too up to speed with what stage he's at. I just thought it was. I think he was just back running, wasn't he? Great to see him back on the training pitch. Four weeks from now, where will he be? Callum. In terms of his fitness, I think he must be very close. In four weeks' time. Yeah. To, to mm. bring him straight back into the team. Right, we'll leave it there then. Just to recap, what happened tonight? Scotland lost two one in Turkey. A great goal by John McGinn. A really good goal, but not enough. And uh, a calendar year comes to an end with a defeat I think over the piece it's been a mixed bag of a calendar year There was big disappointment of course But over the piece some very good results as well uh, So it goes into cold storage until next year What have you two got for me in the teaser? Two more of the last 10 England internationals <laughs> To play for what Rangers you? You've got Haitley, Stevens, Ball, Gascoigne, Jeffers, Flanagan, Defoe and Barton I'm looking at Hugh's face I And I'm looking at yours We need clues Okay they're both in a similar Rangers era. <clears throat> Don't like it when that music comes on. From one of them, 2008, one 2011. Position. One was a striker. And he would be a similar profile to Francis Jeffers in terms of. You know, having, well, obviously he's English and having played down there and been a goal scorer and that sort of thing. He probably even shared at least one club with Francis Jeffers, I can think of. Is it the blue half of Everton? Yeah. Um. Played for Southampton, probably under Gordon Strachan's time, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> Torture. Initials. JB. Oh, this is getting worse. Uh, what else you want? Star sign, shoe size, uh, oh, wife, mum's maiden name. I can see him. James Beatty. Oh, cool. James Beatty. And the other one scored a memorable sort of overhead kick acrobatic effort for Rangers. Was it against Celtic? Egg. Yeah, you go, Egg. Oh. Well done. Thank you, Simon and Hugh. We're back tomorrow at six with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Callum Gallagher up next. <laughs>